Do you know which is the fastest growing programming language in the world? The one which is the most flexible, reliable and capable programming language and one which plays a major role in web development, GUI programming, big data, machine learning as well as custom enterprise solutions. You're You're right, right. it's It's Python. Python. It's easy to use with strong performance and a wide range of applications. For future coders like you, Viva Coder Dubai has launched the certified entry-level Python Programmer Certification Training Course. And the good news is you don't require any experience in computer programming. By joining the course, you'll be trained and ready for the PCEP Certification Examination. Enroll now. For more information, visit www.vivacoder.com. That's www.vivacoder.com. The The starting starting place to become a future coder. coder. The Entrepreneurial Dash. Insight, stories and tips from master entrepreneur Silish Dash. Essential listening for all SMEs, startups and entrepreneurs. So here we are, episode 13, Entrepreneurial Dash with uh, Shailish. My name's Phil Blizzard, and we're going to uh, focus on startups. So, Shailish, how are you doing today? I mean, uh, this is an important topic for you, isn't it? That's correct. Uh, first of all, hello, Phil. Uh, how are you? <laughs> yeah, we were smiling. So we, we are at the 13th episode. I didn't imagine that that's going to happen uh, very soon. Eh? I know. We, the time has gone up yes. so, so fast. So we're lucky. This is lucky 13. Yeah, I'm lucky sure 13 it is. For us. Lucky number 13. <laughs> So uh, we're going to cover actually a topic today which is very close to my heart. And like I said, uh, you've been waiting for this as well. I have, yeah. And, you know, this is something that I have been doing or leaving for the last uh, 10 years. Okay. And I would say that, you know, the venture capital industry that we covered last time at Mm. the startups, they actually have a very symbiotic relationship. Okay. And are quite dependent on each other to grow. Mm. You're absolutely right. I've been waiting for this one. I've been wanting to produce this one because of your insights. And it might help me with my business development as a, a media entrepreneur, as you say. So uh, because of yeah, the insights you can offer from your vast experience, I'm just wondering, where are you going to begin? You know, uh, the startups in the last 20, 25 years have become almost a fad. And everybody wants to do a startup. I'm actually very encouraged from that fact that this is happening, which shows that all of us are trying to innovate, mm. to try and make different products or provide differentiated services. The concept of being independent and self-employment is also a great idea as it helps in the improvement of employment rate and thus the self-sustainability of these economies. Having done this almost 10 years back and repeatedly on numerous occasions since then, for me it's like an adrenaline to see your dream, your ideas coming true. Because for an entrepreneur, it's usually his idea, and to be frank, while a few will be looking at solving a problem faced by the population, most others usually don't care about your ideas and dreams. That is the first shock that one should expect being an entrepreneur. You should come to appreciate that nobody else will believe in your dreams unless they can really make money out of it. This generally comes after a few years down the startup road. I suddenly felt talking to the walls some 10 years back when I was sitting in a 50 square foot small room alone for six months trying to do a startup. Ouch, that sounds very, what should we say, bleak and demoralizing being stuck in such a small room for that long period of time. So tell us really, I mean, how did you manage to get out of that environment, that situation? The Entrepreneurial Dash. I think my experience and the hard work that I put in turned out to be pretty lucky for me that having done some 
400-500 calls and maybe hundreds of meetings. I was able to convince at least seven investors after six months who did believe in my idea and decided to support in my initial endeavor. I'm always very thankful to those individuals who took the initial risk with me and supported with the idea. I consider also myself very lucky because I know several entrepreneurs during the same period who later tried to raise capital for their startup also but either were not successful or had to give up their dream in between. Because the process of capital raising is an extremely difficult process and can be very frustrating as investors usually end up believing in only what they see and not your idea and the associated business plan that you may have. However, also totally understanding that taking risk with seed capital is not everybody's palette as the risk return profile of those investors is very different. Therefore, we need to be very choosy as a startup to decide who we should be pitching our idea to. If you are not in the US but anywhere else in the world, you are already at a disadvantage with respect to your idea since I believe a majority of the capital is already directed towards only that one country. But at the same time, we have to admire the different developments and innovations which have come out from the US and has helped in reshaping the world with its various innovations and brilliant ideas by the entrepreneurs resident in that country. So a bit of a focus there on the United States of America for a few factors. One in, in, in as much that uh, capital is already directed to that country and um, you know this will open to innovations and developments. So before we move from the USA and back to where we are, the Middle East, would you like to give us, yeah, give us some indication really to uh, what your very first startup business or business idea was? Uh, that was something about uh, where in the industry I had worked already that time by for 15 years, which was financial services yeah. and investing. So that was obviously uh, the first uh, sector that I went for. But thereafter, we've gone into uh, doing startups or ventures in healthcare, education, logistics, and many other, and technology and many other different okay. segments. So if I may ask, I mean, you said the first one was financial services because that was an area you were familiar with. It was within your comfort zone, I suppose. So do you think that's a good way for someone to start? start with something which they are familiar with rather than something which is totally different and they have, uh, you know, they might like an idea but they have no uh, insights into that uh, topic or idea. Uh, I believe that when we are going to, each one of us are born with a certain skill set uh, and knowledge that we have. I think we have to use that skill set to come up with uh, you know, new innovations or new business ideas or new startups. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with you, yes. When you start off, you have to start off with something that you know, rather than, uh, you know, and you can progress with that you know, as, you, as, you, as you discover sure. new ways of uh, doing business. But yes, certainly you should start with where your skill set is. The Entrepreneurial Dash. Okay, at this point I'd like to say that with podcasts, what is so good, download them from uh, our various platforms, including Amazon, Apple, Deezer, Spotify, and many more, and also the website, fivetrends.com. The good thing about podcasts, you can sort of download them, play them back, go over bits and pieces which you perhaps uh, want to hear again and want more insights on. So uh, that's the great thing about podcasts. Now, coming back to the Middle East, aren't we? Yep, true. Now, coming back to the Middle East, I must say that anybody staying and trying to do startups in UAE also has quite an advantage compared to many other nearby countries. This is usually because of the quality of life, work culture and eco-environment set up here in UAE that attracts the best talent from many countries. Therefore, UAE becomes a big enabler in that sense. 
Having said that, ultimately it does depend on the entrepreneur himself and the team to be able to sell the startup and themselves to the investors and other stakeholders equally. The difficulties with the startups is that most startups fail and burn a lot of money and that is a fact of life. But it's also true that those survive actually thrive in a big way and make up for all the losses that investors might have made elsewhere. So Charlie, with what you've just said and considering that a lot of startups burn a lot of money, what should the entrepreneur really focus or plan when they're looking for that important investor? The Entrepreneurial Dash. Insight, stories and tips from master entrepreneur Silish Dash. It's very important that the entrepreneur plans the kind of investor he's taking in. For example, somebody who's not used to be investing in new businesses and doesn't understand the startup philosophy can actually kill the whole business. And this would of course make it very difficult for the startup team to run their business. Making a startup successful takes a long time and most investors don't have a patience for that. They all want to make money tomorrow. On the other hand, it's quite likely that your family may not understand why you're putting such long times at work and not make much in terms of financial matters, especially at the early stages of the venture. It could also affect your health as well as your mental state going through those trying times. Therefore, make sure your resolve to be successful is unwavering and that you plan well. As you said, um, most investors don't have a lot of patience. They they want to make money tomorrow. And it brought a smile to my face, really, because you often hear the phrase that uh, we want it yesterday. So <laughs> I think you were being generous by saying they want it tomorrow. So, um, okay, on to the aspects now. There's a lot of things to look at, really. You, you've put together a summary for to go through, really, to help uh, our listeners. Uh, I, I guess basically some simple steps that a startup would need to have. So uh, what's the first one? The Entrepreneurial Dash. I think we have to start with an idea and a vision which would help meet a certain demand, need of the society or the consumers. With that in mind, to the next step is to work on a detailed business plan which should constitute developing your idea into a full-blown product service, constituting features of your product or services, demand supply, industry, competition, marketing strategy, go-to-market, financial projections, etc. Then it's important to have SOPs for each department like strategy, marketing, finance, manufacturing, production, etc. It's also important for us to have the elevated speech ready and organize proper fundraising rounds. At the same time, it's important to find the right partner or team, members who can complement your skill set. Finding an office is an important part of the work, uh, setting up a company in the Gulf, where your team can work together could be nice if you can afford one but as per the regulation in the Gulf you need to have an office space. If not, unless you are into manufacturing almost all businesses and mostly services can be carried out today from home, co-working spaces or coffee shops. Just remember having the best product services is not enough to develop a successful venture unless you have a great marketing sales team which can make your product service a success. Before you start marketing idea product services make sure to test its viability listen to the customer feedback and make sure you have a winnable product finally to top all the above make sure you never give up on your dreams 
Well, you mentioned there regarding uh, finding an office or if you're into manufacturing, you actually need a, a plant or a, a center to do that manufacturing. But you know, entrepreneurs and others can work from uh, home and more and more people are doing that, especially in this COVID era. Uh, and again, there's co-working spaces, coffee shop, all with their uh, social distancing in place. So do you think that's, that's going to increase more and more, isn't it, as this COVID era evolves? I believe uh, UAE as a country has been evolving uh, in terms of the startup culture mm. and uh, we do see uh, much more entrepreneur activity and the new freelance licensing sure, uh, yeah. being, uh, being coming out mm. uh, both uh, in Dubai, Abu Dhabi and other Emirates as well which means uh, you will find uh, a lot more people working from home mm. or places yeah. which are not conventionally known as offices. Absolutely. So a lot of information there, especially with all those different points to help you in the startup process. And of course, the good thing is we say every now and then that podcast, you know, you can just download it and play it over at your convenience whenever you want. It's not like a radio program or a seminar where it goes out and on air or into the conference hall and it's, it's lost. So you can download the Entrepreneurial Dash podcast series from your favorite podcast platform and also the website, which is Phi Trends. That's P-H-I Trends, T-R-E-N-D-S dot com. So there we go. And as we do with each um, episode, Charlotte, your key point, what would you like to emphasize or go over as a takeaway for this episode? I think the takeaway for this episode is that Vision is key to the success of any startup, but more importantly, it's essential for that vision to be successful, that it includes a proper business plan, supported by adequate financing and a great leadership team. And on that note, thank you very much. I look forward to joining you for the next episode. We got through episode 13, not an unlucky number for us. We got through that okay, didn't we? And uh, look forward to episode 14. The Entrepreneurial Dash. In the next episode, Charlotte will be starting you off on stock market investment and with a look at the important things to consider. He'll be reflecting on some of the mistakes he made in the early days, the lessons he learned, and those lessons which he is keen to pass on to you. It's going to be a fascinating episode. The Entrepreneurial Dash. Insight, stories, and tips from master entrepreneur, Silish Dash. We hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to hearing from you. So why not drop us an email? Send us an email to uh, hello at phytrends.com. That's P-H-I trends, T-R-E-N-D-S dot com. And please share the link to your colleagues and friends. Give the podcast a like and subscribe to the channel. Podcasts are now available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and many other podcast channels. The Entrepreneurial Dash. Insight, stories, and tips from master entrepreneur, Silish Dash. Do you know which is the fastest growing programming language in the world? The one which is the most flexible, reliable and capable programming language? And one which plays a major role in web development, GUI programming, big data, machine learning as well as custom enterprise solutions? You're, You're right, right, it's, it's Python. Python. It's easy to use with strong performance and a wide range of applications. For future coders like you, Viva Coder Dubai has launched the certified entry-level Python Programmer Certification Training Course. And the good news is you don't require any experience in computer programming. By joining the course, you'll be trained and ready for the PCEP Certification Examination. Enroll now. For more information, visit www.vivacoder.com. That's www.vivacoder.com. 
the starting place become a future coder. coder.